Hello, everybody. I'm sorry you can hear that in the background. I'm just in a bathroom because it's the quietest place to be in a doctor's office. My mom works at a doctor's office, so I and um, I have nowhere else to stay, so I'm staying with her. Oh, sorry, I'm moving this chair right here. This um, thing right here. But hi, everybody. It's me, Cassie, back here with another podcast. Today, we are going to be doing another episode of Creepy Cassie. Now, the last episode, we did scary stories to tell in the dark, which was very fun. Um, but right now, we're going to be talking about Richard freaking Ramirez. Now, Richard Ramirez was a known serial killer. He stayed at the Cecil Hotel, which I love. <laughs> I love the Cecil Hotel. So, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so I am reading off of... Um, research I found but yeah so who was Richard Ramirez born in Texas in 1960 Richard Ramirez was an American serial killer who was who at least killed 14 people and raped and tortured at least two dozen more mostly during the spring and the summer of 1985 after developing after develop, developing epilepsy as a child he became heavy drug user and cultivated his interest as Satanism, which became calling card for investigators at crime scenes. Apprehended in August 1985, Ramirez was sentenced to death in conclusion of his trial in 1989. He spent the remainder of his days at California St. Saint, Quentin Saint Prison before dying from cancer juice, June 7th, 2013 at age 53. Oh my gosh, my dad is Oh my gosh, my dad is 53 years old right now. Yeah, nope, my dad is 53 right now. That is so scary. <laughs> but my dad was in like, like in 2020s, 53. So yeah, criminal beginnings. Richard Ramirez was born in Rachel Levina, Morton was born, his real name was Richardo Liva Mozo Ramirez on February 29, 1960 in El Paso, Texas, the fifth child of Mexican immigrant Ramirez and Julian Ramirez, known as Richard or Ricky. Ramirez reportedly sustained multiple head injuries at an early age. After he was not unconscious by screen swing at age five, he began experiencing epileptic fits as an adolescent. Um, Ramirez was heavily influenced by his older cousin, Manigal, who had recently returned from fighting in the Vietnam War. He had smoked marijuana together. The two smoked marijuana together, as Manigal told Ramirez about torture and immolation. He had inflicted on several venomous women, collaborating these stories and photographic evidence. At age 13, Ramirez witnessed his cousin murder. He witnessed his cousin murder his wife. That's creepy. <laughs> Dropping out of school in the ninth grade, Ramirez was arrested for the first time in 1977 for marijuana possession. He soon moved to California, progressing in cocaine addiction and burglary. 
and cultivating an interest in Satanism, he was arrested twice in Los Angeles area for auto theft. In 1981 and again in 1984, he noticeably began to neglect his personal hygiene. Night Stalker cuts his path. Okay, this is my fifth take. I cannot, alright, that turned out of violence when we realized then. First known murder on June 28, 1984. The victim was a 79-year-old who was sexually assaulted, stabbed, and killed during the burglary in her own home. What followed with a spree of brutal murders, rapes, and robberies, leaving dozens of victims in its wake. Ramirez next struck nearly nine months later, on March 17, 1985. I'm just kidding. He attacked bleep. He attacked a person who managed to escape. He almost, he attacked them, but didn't kill them. And then killed her roommate, Bleep. Not satisfied with these assaults, he also shot and killed Bleep on the same evening, evening spurring a media frenzy and saw Ramirez dubbed the Valley Intruder by the press. Just 10 days later, on March 17th, Ramirez killed 64-year-old Bleep and Bleep's 44-year-old wife using an attack style that would become a pattern for the killer. And husband, the husband was shot first, then was brutally assaulted and stabbed to death. In this case, Ramirez got gold in Bleep's eyes. A full-scale police operation yelled no conceit. Um, can that scared me. Um, Operation yelled no concrete results as Ramirez repeated his attack pattern on his on pins and nerves bleep bleep and bleep in May 1985 over the next few months his murder rate exiled claiming other dozen victims in frenzy with blur burglary assaulted in brutal violence complete the satanic rituals in Los Angeles police department responded by putting together a dictated task force with FBI stepping in to assist. The relentless media and police pressure, aided with descriptions of surviving victims, forced Ramirez to leave LA area that August. He joined with San Francisco where he took two more victims on August 17th. He unmistakable M.O. complete with a satanic System meant that the Valley Intruder mockers were no longer acceptable. The press quickly coined a new name, the Night Stalker. As most of its assaults took place at night, the victim in his victim's home. Lord, this is scary. Ugh. So, Rhine of the Terror ends. Ramirez's actions in his final night of terror on August 24, 1985, soon led to his capture. First, he spotted outside the Mission Vigo home, which unknowingly led to footprints before the witness took note of the car and license plate. Later, after Ramirez raped another woman at her home and shot her fiance, the victim provided detailed description of her Asalant, who would force her to swear her love for Satan. Ramirez's abandoned car was found a few days later, complete with 
enough of his fingerprint to make a match, and his criminal record enabled to the police to finally put a name on the Night Stalker, national TV and print media coverage featuring this prison photo, along with a series of clues from witnesses and survivors that led to Ramirez's capture on August 31st after he was badly beaten in East LA residence while attempting two carjackings. Okay, so it's now time for trial, conviction, and sentencing. Ramirez waited in jail as his trial was continuously pushed off as a delay marked by Press Cutter's and defense's attorney because the geographical spread and the crimes also compelled the scope of the trial with journalistic issues. Some of the charges against Ramirez were dropped in order to expel what was a laundry to justice. The jury selected process finally moved towards forward on June 22, 1988, and the trial itself commanded the following January. During this time, Ramirez attracted a cult like following his supporters, many whom were black clad Satan and worshippers. Ramirez himself often dressed in black, along with dark shades, for his courtroom appearances. Yet another delay occurred when one juror was found murdered on August 14, 1989, but rumors that Ramirez has orchestrated her death proved unfounded. So then he got married, long story short. Um, yeah. So he died on death row, so that's really all there was to it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, bye.